Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Geo County Alive to the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. It's the Thursday before divisional playoff weekend. Giants, Eagles, Saturday night. You can have a big party if you're a Giants fan. You can get everybody together. Most of you won't have work in the morning. You can go absolutely crazy, get all tuned up, and hopefully celebrate another Giants victory in the playoffs. And I do think that sometimes when a team doesn't play on that first week, whether it's the one seed the last couple of years or the one or two seed uh, prior to that, that both got a buy, you tend to forget how good they are because you're so wrapped up in wild card weekend. And then you just saw the team that they're playing win a game. Win a playoff game, and generally it's impressively because it's a playoff game. I think the other thing, too, is got to be a little tough watching uh, Bradbury play because he's been playing great for the Eagles. He didn't play so great for the Giants. This is the team also that, you know, is one of the leading rushing teams in a league uh, because of their quarterback, just like the Giants and their quarterback. It's also a team that has 70 sacks coming into this game. They got uh, four guys that have double-digit sacks. They're coming from all over the place. On that Week 18 game, Josh Sweat did not play against the Giants. Uh, as you pointed out, the Giant linebacker situation is still in a state of flux, and they're trying to piece it together. Uh, it's not like, you know, Harry Carson and Carl Banks and LT are out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is a, you know, it's still a work in progress. And if somehow Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka figure this thing out and somehow get it into the fourth quarter where it's competitive, that's that's the chance that they have. I, if they get blown out early on, then, then I think it's going to be really hard to come back against this team. And the Giants really did neutralize the Vikings running game. Dalvin Cook was not much of a factor at all. There were a couple of drives where he got some chunk runs, 9 yards, 11 yards, but it really was shut down for the most part. Now, the way the game was going also dictated that because the Vikings had to throw a ton because they couldn't stop the Giants. So can the Giants neutralize the stay, stay, stay away from the three and outs on the Giant offensive side? Sure. I mean, and then they're you know they're going to have to neutralize that run game to a certain degree. I mean, I don't think they can p- completely shut them down. I don't think you're going to see like you know 50 yards rushing from the Eagles because they've got you know three guys that can do it, and one of them is the quarterback. But that's going to be a big factor now. Also, that Giants defensive line was beating up the Vikings offensive line the entire game. I mean, Dexter Lawrence was making huge plays. Well, Jason Kelsey and in the middle of that offensive line like he is in this offensive line. Right. Now, you had, that's what I was about to say, too. I mean, you had a guy in a center who was actually a, a very good center when healthy and Garrett Bradbury making his first start back after a back injury trying to block Dexter Lawrence was just impossible. And you had another third stringer out there at right tackle. You're not going to get that same type of issue with the Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia Eagles. No, they got, well, they got one of the best offensive lines in football. Exactly. And defensive lines to go along with it. So, look, I, I, um, no team has ever beaten the Giants three times in a season, by the way. That's interesting. Um, I don't know how many, uh, opportunities that the Giants have had, had that to have happen. I'm not sure, but all I know is that's never happened before. But, you know, there's something about a little bit of magic, a little bit of confidence, um, a little bit of experience on the coaching side of things. You know, the interesting thing, too, is that Nick Sirianni and Brian Dayball were on the same staff together. They worked together really closely. Brian Dayball was the offensive coordinator, I think it was back in 2012 for Kansas City. And Nick Sirianni was his wide receiver coach. Wow. I mean, you talk about recycled coaches. Yeah, I know. Here you go. The, the, you got uh, two head coaches that have been through the wars as assistants. Yeah, I mean, in this, like, it's, it's amazing to me how it, it keeps going on and on and on, but these guys have had success. They finally worked themselves up to head coach and they, and both of them are, have their teams in a divisional round and for different reasons. You know, I don't want to take away anything that Nick Sirianni's done. We've seen plenty of teams that had a ton of talent that don't get it done. So he's been able to do that. There is something. Well, Howie there. Roseman has done an unbelievable job. Just like we were talking about John Lynch and what he did in San Francisco. Howie Roseman down in Philadelphia has done with the draft. And, you know, they're going to have to pay, you know, Jalen Hurts a huge contract extension, you know, after this year because Jalen Hurts was a second round draft choice. There's no fifth year uh, option to protect the, the Eagles. He is now going into essentially his last year of his four year contract that he signed, and they're going to have to give him a massive extension. Did Carson Wentz get his deal? Before that 2017 season, it was where, right after it. All right, so this is now twice that, that yeah, Howie, yeah. right Howie Roseman has done this. You know, where, well, I actually I don't think it was Howie. I, I don't think it was Howie that did it with Carson. I think it was somebody else. But Howie remember. was on that staff. Yeah, I think it was on that staff, but I don't think he was. I think he was. I have to go back and look. But if after, if I remember correctly, he was on the staff that brought in Chip Kelly. <clears throat> okay, and I think he was the guy that made those decisions. And then I feel like they moved him to a different part of the building when they brought in Doug Peterson. And then after Doug Peterson left, they brought him back. Okay. I, I kind of feel like some, something in that order, if I remember correctly. It's hard to... Yeah, I feel like he ended up coming... coming. But, there's, but there's no doubt that, he, number one, they got lucky drafting Jalen because Jalen has turned out to be such a great player. And um, I, I just think that he is built around him just like... Brandon Bean built around Josh Allen up in Buffalo. But I don't know. You know, it'd be interesting to know, like, when did they really understand that maybe they had something special at quarterback? Yeah. I mean, I saw at some point this year, for sure. Uh, it might have been before that. So, yeah, 2010 to 2014, he would. Well, I mean, he's been with the Eagles. He's been with the Eagles there, but I think they moved him out of the GM role. That's yeah, they, what I felt they like. did. So, this is right, so, like, so it, it, it fork, but it's, it's amazing, though, because the titles, these euphemistic titles. So at the end of 14, he went from general manager at the start of 15 to executive vice president of football operations. And then in 2019, they gave him the title executive vice president and general manager. So I, I have no idea. But bottom line is he's been there the entire time. God knows what he's doing. And let's just put it this way. Twice the Philadelphia Eagles have taken full advantage of having a quarterback on a salary, a rookie salary, whether it's a first-round pick or a second-round pick, and then built a massive team around that position. And it worked, and they won a Super Bowl in 2017. Ended up being Nick Foles, not Carson Wentz, but still, they won the Super Bowl. They, they were they were 
They were a good team, too. Man. Yeah, of course. Big, big defensive team. Yeah, and now in, in 2022 season, they have done it again with Jalen Hurts and built this massive team right now. The one seed, and who knows, they could get clipped this weekend. Uh, but this is how, when you when you hit on somebody or you're in a position like the San Francisco 49ers are in where it's like a miracle that a seventh-round pick is doing this, I mean, that is the best way to be able to build a roster and win a Super Bowl is when you're not you know, paying the quarterback. If Brock Purdy continues to do what he's done, first of all, he's done already enough to show me that he belongs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he does still make a few rookie mistakes, like he'll try to escape out like, you know, Zach Wilson did and run backwards. Be careful. Don't do that. You know, you're a good athlete. You're not a great athlete. You got these big defensive linemen coming after you. And, you know, you're not going to be able to run away from Micah Parsons this week. So I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan is in his ear like, all right, come on, we got to get this ball out. We got to get it out. We got to kind of, we can't hold on to it, that kind of thing. We got to make decisions. And, you know, last week I also saw where he tried to force one down the field where he had Debo Samuel standing about 10 yards right in front of him, wide open, nobody around him. And he tries to force the, the ball down the field to uh, Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, those are things that I think I, I would think that, Kyle Shanahan would say in his ear, all right, look, this is our shot play. We got something here. Let's go for it. And don't worry about anything else. Give it a chance down the field. I, he may have done that with him. Yeah, and that's going to be an awesome game. That's just going to be absolutely tremendous. <clears throat> Niners, Cowboys, you know, remind you of the 90s. These two teams have had remarkable seasons. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's go to uh, Greg in Somerset County. What's going on, Greg? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Eagles fan. Go Birds, number one. Number two, I remember what you're talking about with uh, Howie Rosen. He's been there forever, but Chip Kelly wrestled away the GM role from him for like two years. Uh, and they moved to the other side of the building. But when they, when they got rid of Chip, Chip Kelly, he got it back. So in, 27, so in 2017, when Doug Peterson was the coach, Howie Roseman was the one who had built that team. Right, and a big knock on Peterson was, oh, they just brought in a guy who's going to just be a yes man for... Uh, for Howie Rosen, like they always say about Aaron Boone and uh, Brian Cashman. Right, that was yeah. a whole knock on him. Yeah, did you want Doug Peterson fired when he got fired? No, I mean, it was weird at the time. It was like, hey, you got to pick Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz, and we didn't know that Carson Wentz was a big pile of garbage yet. So, yeah, kind of kind of was like, all right, if we've got to pick, then we'll stick with Carson Wentz. It's harder to find a quarterback. But, I mean, watching him last week, love the guy. You know, obviously, great visor look. Not, not, not to like about Doug Peterson. Yeah, no, for sure, and and it, and luckily for you, it looks like you got another good head coach. So a little, a little awkward, but yeah, he's still a good head coach, and seem like the he's another one that brings the positive vibes, the positive me- me- uh, message. But he's got the edge you but, need, but, though. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but the thing that you don't see inside the building, yeah, he's got energy like personified. You know, it's one thing Frank told me. He goes, you know, when I lost Nick uh, to the to the Eagles, you know, I lost my Yang. No, I was the yin, he was the yang, you know, and he was the energy in the building. And, uh, you know, that was, a, I, I could never replace that. As much as he tried to replace it, tried to, you know, step in his shoes, there's certain personalities that really captivate people, and Nick Sirianni happens to be one of them. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. You can, you can have your players' backs, you can be the nice guy, whatever, you be a player's coach, but you got to have that edge, and he clearly does. I mean, you saw what happened when they ended up beating the Colts, and he was basically saying, screw you to everybody. I did this for Frank, yeah, and it yeah. just was, was going nuts. I mean, it's just... I mean, he really has embraced that Philadelphia role, too. I mean, he just he kind of he fits. He's not from there, but he certainly fits in there. Uh, Mike and Bayshore, what's up, Mike? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, right, Mike. Mike. What's happening, man? Uh, hey, I called you guys a couple weeks ago about 
you know, I was bashing Dak Prescott, you know, a lot and how I thought, you know, maybe they should win with a Cooper Rush because of Dak's inconsistency. But, I mean, Dak played a great game against Tampa. Now, do you think he could do that again against San Francisco? And if he doesn't do that, I mean, what would the Cowboys have to do to win that game? You know, I was actually rooting for Dak to play well because I didn't, I felt like uh, he's the guy that came into the playoffs this year with the most pressure on him because of, uh, you know, all the, the shortcomings and all the expectations that go along with his contract and Jerry Jones and everything else going on with the coaching staff and changing of the coaches. And to watch him play the way he did last week was great. Now, you have to remember, the Buccaneers were a team with a losing record, and they looked like a team with a losing record. So that's going to be skewed a little bit in the favor of the Cowboys. This is going to be a different animal this week. You know, the San Francisco 49ers from top to bottom from week one, I believe, have been the best team in the league. Well, they had their struggles early on. And but even, then, even that, that they, they tried with Trey Lance at the beginning. He got yeah. hurt against the Bears. Then they went to Jimmy Garoppolo, and they started to move in the right direction. Then he gets hurt. And then, of course, they make the trade for uh, Christian McCaffrey. This team is loaded. The team is loaded. I'm not saying that it's like the 85 Bears loaded or the 84 Bears loaded, but they are loaded. There's no question about it. Well, I mean, if there's one knock on them, it's the secondary. But the pass rush neutralizes that a lot. I mean, that's really the one weakness, because you can't call Brock Purdy a weakness. Their running game's not a weakness. Their passing game isn't a weakness. Their their front seven is not a weakness. It's just really they've had some struggles out there in the secondary when quarterbacks at, at have corner, had time. At, at corner. Yeah. And not at safeties, at corner. So I would say, you know, when you take a look at the all-pro teams and you take a look at the all-star teams and, and the, the, the guys that are getting rewarded for their play, the 49ers have a bunch of guys on that list. They have some of the best players at their respective positions in the league. Yeah, I mean, they got to get it done this year. That's what they're thinking over there, John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan. we got to get it done this year. I mean, and they're I, the one team that can go into Philly and go toe-to-toe with them. Oh, sure. No, I, Well, we'll see if the Giants can. I yeah, mean, I don't, yeah, I, I, you got to uh, give them a shot, right? Well, sure you do. I mean, at this point... I can't give them a shot to do anything. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, the fact that you now have switched allegiances is amazing. To not me. switched. What are you talking I mean, about? I mean, like you're more understanding about the Giants. No timeout. I've not switched allegiances. That to me would be absolutely nuts. That's probably the wrong, wrong word. I'm sorry I said it that way. I'll yeah. say that you've, um, you've come to grips. Yes. With what happened last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, you seem to be more relaxed now than you have been in the last ten days. Yeah, because I think you're divorced from the fact that your team's not playing and you don't have to worry about that crap anymore. That's right. And now you're thinking about our show and you're thinking about you know the people in your lives that are Giant fans. That's correct. Yep. So it's not that you switched allegiances, but you've you've come around to. I, I have a feeling like you're going to pick the the Giants this week. You still haven't made your decision yet, have you? I have not. I flip flop every single. At the end of the show yesterday, I was convinced that the Giants were going to win. As we've talked about the Philadelphia Eagles today and all the things they do well, now I don't feel like the Giants are going to win. I don't know. I really don't know. The one, and we don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. But the only game that I'm supremely confident in is the San Francisco 49ers. That's the one. I, I really now, if the Cowboys win, God bless them. That means that they should probably be going to the Super Bowl at that point. But I just... I, I just think that that's good. I just think the 49ers are going to be on this just trek. You know what was big for the Giant, uh, the Cowboys last week is getting Banderesh back. Yeah, I mean, their was defense was was just absolutely ravished with injuries there in the second half of the season. Yeah. So them getting healthier is a big deal. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Homer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry traveling with Rutgers basketball. That means CeeLo is with us. Just wanted to mention this, actually, because if we're like, talking about Jerry reminded me. So a couple weeks ago, might have been last week, I said, Jerry, I'm so jealous that you got this Rutgers thing going on because it's just so cool. The team is on the rise and you're traveling with them, being a part of things. It reminds me of working with Pitt football for a couple of years. So I mentioned that. And Speedy Claxton... Former NBA player sure. went to Hofstra, is now the Hofstra men's head basketball coach. So he heard that. And I'm assuming that he did some research and maybe knew I went to Hofstra. So him and the SID there reached out and said, do you want to come and hang out with us and sit on the bench for one of the games and, in quotes, coach one of the games <laughs> meaning like you know sit next to near speedy and you know just kind of hang out there not really the bench? i think so wow. yeah so i said are you kidding me he's like yeah you could show up you can go through everything whatever you want to do i was like absolutely that sounds awesome <laughs> so i've been you know texted with speedy claxton a little bit and i'm gonna i'm gonna go and do that i think that's a lot well, i think you should go and do that that's yeah, great no. Yeah, it's going to be a game in, in early February I'm going to go. And do you remember when Speedy was playing, Mike and Dog called a Hofstra game? Do you have any no, memory No, I don't. That? I don't. That's pretty cool. What year are we talking? Oh, gosh. This is when he was playing there, I guess. Yeah, yeah no, it's got to be that. I late, didn't even, he late 90s? Yeah, I don't think 2000s. I was here yet. I, I knew who he was, but I don't think I was. No, I don't think we been. were here. No. no. It was had before me. It had yeah. to be well before that. I would think. Yeah, so he was in the NBA, yeah, 2000 to 2002. So late so, 90s, Eddie nailed it. Right, Hofstra 96 to 2000. Look Is that you. where the uh, the pumpkin ref reference came from, dog, uh, regarding the basketball? I don't know. But I think <laughs> it was right around the same, it might have been the same day or the same weekend as the Falcons-Vikings um, yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. Because I remember driving back from Vermont. Uh, yeah. Of course. Listening Vermont. to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who was on the call, Eddie? Yeah, right. Oh, for the, on Westwood? Yeah. I think it was Howard David. Nice. God. Figured he'd remember that's, that. Yeah, see, that's why I don't remember the Speedy Claxton situation. <laughs> because the only focus I had at that point at 16 years old was... That game sure. and how it ruined my life. Okay, but thanks, Eddie. Yeah, your life was ruined. Yeah. What well, the time, I guess. Yeah, and at sixteen years old, yeah. that was the worst thing that happened to Fair. me. Fair, because everything else was going great. <laughs> everything was going great. Couldn't realize it at the time. Didn't understand. Couldn't appreciate the good stuff. From sixteen, that was the worst game. Was that when you were in the band with your parents? <laughs> no, 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 that was later. <laughs> no, I was playing late. Yeah, well, actually, no, you were right. Maybe. I mean, I... Jalapeno Dream, baby. It was not the band with my parents. Jalapeno Dream was the rock band I was in with other people in high school. The bluegrass band that I was in. Oh. I, but I guess that was that would have been for years and years and years. I probably covered that time. All period. right. Yeah. Uh, but had you uh, gotten a little nooky-nooky yet? 16, no. No. No, 16, I... Did, that nothing? did not happen. No. Well, maybe not nothing, but not the, yeah, the yeah. full... Full Monty. You? 16? No, but I, when you said nothing, I, I wasn't sure if you meant... The whole thing or everything? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I was in the same boat. What, were you, what about you, Boomer? 11? <laughs> I'm Boomer size. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. The, the, the Narpian takes on things like that are just... Of course. They just fascinate me. Oh, oh yeah, come no, they on. do. You get also a kick out true. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, but they just fascinate me. But why? I, mean, I don't a, know. I'm just, I don't know. Because he lived a different life. That's why. Yeah, I mean, stereo... You can't fathom what it was like. Sure, right, exactly. There's no so different. Plus, I had a I had a uh, you know convertible in high school and an eight track takes eight, eight track tapes in it. God, Led Zeppelin. You must have been fishing with dynamite. Yeah, yes, exactly. You really must have been. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you probably had the people around you, like the football team and all those guys that loved you, but like the nerds in the school probably no, hated no, you. No, no, no. I was good, man. I was good with everybody. I'd like to think I was good with everybody, except for the guy that slashed my tires when I came home my freshman year from Maryland. Oh yeah, he was holding a grudge for all those years. Yeah. Well, you took care of him with yeah. the offensive lineman, right? Well, no, I took care of that. <laughs> but you didn't. There's one story where you show up with your all, all your offensive linemen. That was at Maryland uh, when one of the fraternities stole my Terps QB license plate. Oh, that's plate. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you broke Anthony, uh, whatever his last name is, Kumia's arm also in high school. Right? Yeah, but he punched me and hurt himself. <laughs> and I just felt bad for him. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, kid. See you later. If that's not the most emasculating thing in the world, you punch somebody in the face and you break your hand. That person's just standing there. <laughs> wow, it's a rough one. Uh, so they season's played. The fraternity did. Yeah. So so basically, I had a Bronco in high in college. Yeah. And uh, it was one of these big Long Island South Shore Broncos that had the big tires on yeah, it and everything. Of and you couldn't miss it. It was red and white. And I had Terps QB on my support. I was a in the ass. Oh, of course. So, uh, of course, you know, you go uh, to the VU at Ladies' Night on a Tuesday night, and Scuttlebutt's going to make its way around sooner or later because somebody is really happy that they have my license plate. And I found out who it was, and it was one of the fraternities. They probably sent some poor pledge out there to steal it off your car. Maybe. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we just went over there and knocked on the door. 
And I had about 10 of my offensive linemen with me. And they said, that, if that thing's not back on in about a half an hour, we're going to come in here. We're going to rip this place apart. And was it? It was back on. Of course. Uh, all right. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Uh, CeeLo's got his update. Yeah. What's happening, Chris? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Morristown. Coordinator day for the Giants with the media. A chance for reporters to ask uh, Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka about personal opportunities on the horizon. Their head coach interview requests, but both guys fully focused on Giants-Eagles not interviewing this week. Instead, spent yesterday talking up their current team. Here was Wink on Adoree Jackson, who, of course, came back from his knee injury to play a key role in the wild card win over the Vikings. I'm happy for the person because he's worked his tail off. It's, it's fun seeing him smile out on the field again, and he's a number one corner. So uh, I, it was it was huge for him to come back. Let's see how they fare against A.J. Brown and company Saturday night. As for Kafka, his offense was humming in Minnesota. The one trick play they tried actually didn't amount to much. That Statue of Liberty play with Matt Breida and the fake to Saquon and Daniel Jones behind the back. So keep in mind, of course, Kafka comes from the uh, Andy Reid tree and worked for him in Kansas City the last five seasons. Is that, is that a Chiefs thing or is that due to somebody else? No, it's a, it's a Giants thing. You know, those are things that, you know, we're building for our for our offense um, and want to you know continue to build on i love that answer of course you know it's not even a chiefs thing it's what was the college game well if they days. start doing ring around the rosie or ring around the rosary as phil simpson described it <laughs> uh you know then we'll see that that's the chiefs thing yeah the giants got to come up with their own thing if anyone, well, that's his point. Yeah, it's a Giants thing. Right. Just, and we're not going to put, you know, copyright on it from some other team. It's a Giants what, thing. What I loved is that uh, Minnesota runs that throwback to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I was just saying to the to, GS, to, to, yeah, that's a really smart play to get your, your quarterback who's a statue, like, out in space. Now, I never saw, <laughs> but hold on now. I yeah. never saw why that wasn't... That wasn't set up for him to then throw down the field? That was no. supposed to just be a run? Yeah, I, I really believe that it was because... Uh, they just expected nobody to be over there. Like that was the play design. I wow. didn't because yeah. so I figured there had to be someone downfield. You know, he that, just didn't have time to get it off because there were two guys right there. That, that's your offense coordinator saying, you know, we can get Kirk Cousins out in space. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never oh, expect it. God. I told you I was over it, man. What are you doing? Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to quite get over it yet because I've got Dexter Lawrence. It's Thursday. Dexter Lawrence mic'd up uh, in Minnesota. Uh, he, of course, played a big role in the win over the Vikings. A lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins throughout, even though the Giants actually ended up with zero sacks. Uh, Lawrence, of course, with his best season as a pro, and maybe now we know why. Now, Pilates be getting me right, Leonard. Now, Pilates be getting me right. Yeah. Yeah. And flexible. Flexible. Big man yeah, and some Pilates. Pilates. Doing some Pilates. Could you imagine him in a Pilates studio? Well, I mean, it's oh got to be God. quite a sight. Yeah, absolutely. It's helping, whatever it is. Have you guys ever way. done Pilates? No. no, Gene is into it. She loves the Pilates class. I don't no, know do what you the do hell Pilates, Al? I do not. I don't you used to do like uh, pelvic stretching or something, though, right? I did do pelvic stretching. Yeah, but not in a class. You just did that in your home. At right? home. Yeah. Oh, it's like a yoga thing, right? Isn't it like a tentacle of yoga in some way? Pilates? Sure. I'm sure Al's going to get a million. I'm a Pilates instructor. I've been Pilatesing since 1975. <laughs> I'm also a giant season ticket holder. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, one more from Lawrence had his way with uh, Viking center Garrett Bradbury. Uh, and he had some things to say to him at one point. Five, six. You going to take me out? You going to take me out? You give me more hugs than my girlfriend give me. Come on, man. I thought that was a pretty good line. Give me more hugs than yeah. my girlfriend give me. You think his girlfriend can get her arms around him? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah.
He had uh, the bull rush on. Human being. Yeah, he is, really. As you look at him, it would make sense. You can't really get her arms around him. So, But in any event, uh, good for him, good for the Giants, and now we'll see what they can do uh, Saturday night in Philly. A couple more from the Bengals in advance of this weekend against the Bills. Since he currently a five-and-a-half-point dog, Zach Taylor not having it. We know that we're the defending AFC champions, you know, and so there, there's an edge to this team where we're not an underdog to anybody. And so I, I think that's that's just been the feeling we've had all season. We don't really care what anybody else says about us. Um, we know we belong in the field with every team in this league. From a player's standpoint, Joe Mixon echoing his head coach. I guess we underdogs to them, but at the end of the day, um, they got to remember, you know, we was a team and we got the same folks and we only better. We was the team last year to win the AFC Championship. Also not happy the league has already started selling tickets to the potential Bills-Chiefs neutral site oh, AFC title perfect. game, which would be played in Atlanta. Logistic- Why are they doing that? Because they have to. They don't have to. Come on, it's logistics. What do you mean they don't have to? They, they don't want have to. In advance, make tickets available so people can... St- they got to make sure... You're telling me plans, potentially. Right. Uh, you can't get that done in a week with selling right. tickets. It'll sell out in 10 minutes. Well, right. I don't know how... how it's disrespectful. Well... There you go. This is, make- this is good. This is this is what I'm talking about, Zach Taylor. Hey, guys, yeah. look, they're already selling a, you know, AFC Championship game tickets for the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah. Let's go, boys. Yeah. yeah but listen, everything's going to change when DeMar Hamlin skydives with the paratroopers <laughs> out of the plane and lands right on the 50. Actually, the 30 because of the three. Right. And that's just going <laughs> to fire up the fans even more so. Yeah, we still got to play the game, though, man. Yeah. Got to play the game. McDermott said yesterday he's been uh, at the facility regularly, pretty much every day. Oh, yeah, that's great. I, earlier that's great. this week, one of the day, I don't know if you were here or not. I explained how they're going to do this. It's just going to be just over the top, of course. And then, and then there's going to be interceptions and all sorts of stuff that's going on. How many kicks will Naeem Hines run back for touchdowns in this game? <laughs> Three. I will say this: that if they do go on to win the Super Bowl, presenting him with a Lombardi Trophy would be pretty cool. Sure. Oh, of course. Uh, that will be one of the big things. But I. Hey, look, man, the Bengals are battle-tested. You know, they're a team that went in and beat Tennessee as the number one seed uh, and then had to go to Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes on his field. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just they're, they're a battle-tested team, and his quarterback has, like, got ice in his veins. Well, whether it's real or not, they're feeling the disrespect here was mixing on that ticket situation. To be honest, it's, it's disrespectful, but we're not worried about that. We got a game to play on Sunday, right? So you can't count us out. We got a game to play on Sunday. Like I said, that other stuff, that don't mean We're going to go out there on Sunday and, um, you know, we're going to do what the hell we got to do to come back with that dub. And then we're going to see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like. I like it a lot. Joe Mixon's become outspoken, man. He did that coin flip thing with screw you with yeah. the NFL. Now this. <clears throat> Absolutely. Little like to the game. Should be fun. Uh, the Knicks, not so much. Didn't have it from the jump last night. Down 13 after the first quarter. Never quite recovered. In traffic. Just not a good shot. Kuzma drives the other way. Lamp is good. Yeah, not so great there in the fourth quarter. Mike Breen on the call. So that's why I like Mike Breen, though. Mike Breen, he basically says that's not a good shot. That's right. That's not the way it's supposed to be done. The coach is not going to be happy with that. And was not as nope. they went down 116-105 on their home floor against the Wizards. Kristaps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma with uh, double-doubles each. Porzingis went for 22. Kuzma had 27 as the Knicks uh, shot 27% from three. Another home loss. They're 11-13 on their home floor now this season. Here was Tom Thibodeau on how to get his team out of this funk. We just got to work our way through it. It's like so you're going to hit different 
things during the course of a season, get back, be mentally tough. Like, it's not going our way right now. Now we got to make it go our way. That's what the bounce back tomorrow. And that'll be at the Hawks uh, on Friday night. Mitchell Robinson left this game early. Sprained thumb. He was to be uh, evaluated later on today. You got the Nets and the Suns out west tonight. Coverage 950 on the fan as well as the free Odyssey app. College hoops-wise, Seton Hall down 14 at the half at home against UConn. The Pirates come back to edge the Huskies late. Nine seconds. Richmond starts the drive. Challenge to Sonogo. Jumps it outside. Odie Kelly tries a three. No good. Rebound to Defo is follow. Good! With 1.6 to go. And he got fouled. KC Nadefo. And of course is Gary Cohen, courtesy of Learfield. 67-66. The Pirates prevail over the Huskies on that putback off the missed three with under two seconds to play. As far as Danny Hurley's team goes, they've now lost three in a row and five out of six following a 14-0 start. You got Rutgers and Michigan State tonight. Nice 6.30 start for our guy Jerry out there in East Lansing. So maybe he'll be a little bit more rested. 6.30 hour time is the same time zone, I guess. I believe, same time yeah, zone. It says 6.30 right, yeah. on the schedule. So right, uh, that's good. the case for him. Uh, the Bruins did beat the Islanders 4-1. to one. They'll turn around and visit the Rangers tonight. Islanders are in Buffalo. Devils at Seattle. And we haven't discussed it or I haven't had a chance yet. You did have the uh, Tommy Pham to the Mets deal one year for six million bucks as they add another piece. And Tomas Nito is getting a two-year extension for $3.7 million. So why, is there, so why is everybody all upset that Tommy Pham got into an argument over a fantasy football thing? Well, who's upset about it? I think a lot of people thought that that was cool yeah. and funny. Yeah, no, people are just writing. I read different things from writers, you know, mm. that this is the well, guy. That, some stuck-up baseball writer would probably like, oh, you know, this guy's unhinged. But it just, it was ridiculous. I stu- forget, did that get physical? Or yeah, just, yeah, he, he slapped, slapped him. Yeah, he did, he, oh, the slap. Right, right. Yeah. Will yes. Smith, the guy. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's the type of guy I want on my team, man. That's that's a guy who wants to win in all facets of his life. He's mm. gritty. Yes, without a doubt. I know he had a miserable year last year. Is it absolutely ter- 686 OPS? Mm. Discount deal. Discount deal is right, CeeLo. Like, like you're on here at WFAN. <laughs> Permanently. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Born Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So Rihanna is doing the halftime performance at the Super Bowl this year in Phoenix. And Stephen A. Smith went on a talk show, Sherry's talk show. I hadn't seen it before, but Sherry is the host. And Stephen A. Smith did what he does with athletes, with performers in music. And boy, was this a bad idea in front of that audience and in front of Sherry. So I'm going to have you play, or I'll play, a little bit of this interview. And this got so out of hand yesterday with what he said. He had to issue an official apology because of it. Just keep that in mind when you're listening to this. But this is him yesterday talking about the halftime show with Sherry. I believe you hear Sherry's voice first. The one thing I do know is who's going to be in the Super Bowl. I right. got, I know this. Rihanna. Really? Rihanna. Right. Rihanna is going to be... I'm very excited. Are you excited for this halftime show? I don't want to say I'm not excited. She's fantastic. That's not where I'm I'm going with this. Okay, where are you going? Ladies and and gentlemen, she's a lot of things. She's spectacular, actually. Yes. And congratulations on new mamahood. Yes. All right, so... So, Al, just pause it for a sec. Do you hear the Rihanna love in that audience right now? Do you hear Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. She's a lot of things. She's, She's outstanding. You hear something about it? Yes, she is. You yeah. hear that in the background, right? Yeah. New mamahood. Yes, another clap. So you, you right now have an entire audience of people that absolutely love Rihanna. Right, and, and it seems like the two people up on stage love Rihanna as well. That's right. That's well, what it sounds like. Well, here we go. I think There's what? one thing she's not. Uh-huh. She ain't Beyonce. I know she's not Beyonce, but you know, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Hold on. No, it is him. He said, Rihanna sucks. The reaction that he got from that was she ain't Beyonce. was as if he trashed Rihanna like nobody ever trashed Rihanna ever in the... You hear that? There's gasping. There's... Oh, well, it's like... Oh. For him, it's like it's like uh, LeBron James and Michael Jordan, right? right but listen to this yes. audience. Okay. She's not. Uh-huh. She ain't Beyonce. I know she's not Beyonce, but you can wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up! I know she ain't but hold up! I mean, you would have thought that this guy said the most controversial thing in the world. So he goes on to say more great things about Rihanna, but clearly it's not good enough. Hold on. The only reason I brought up, the only reason, the only reason I brought up Beyonce is because... Beyonce recently performed at the Super Bowl. Yes, she did. And and with with and without Bruno Mars and Coldplay. Okay, so Beyonce performed, but she's had her time. Now there's Rihanna. Rihanna's coming yeah. back. She got that extra um of motherhood. Motherhood. I like Rihanna. I, you know what? I, I I like television. Uh-huh. I like a lot of talent out there. There's some spectacular females in television. I just want to say that. Everybody ain't sharing. Okay, everybody's not sharing. That's not throwing shade on them. That's appreciating their greatness, but understanding there's levels. 
you know. Okay. And, and Rihanna's music is fantastic. She's great. Listen to this. She's a sister. I love her dearly. I listen to her music. I'm going to support her till the cows come home. I'm just telling you, for me, there's Beyonce and there's everybody else. Just like there was Michael Jackson and there was everybody else. You got to give Rihanna a chance because I really think Rihanna's going to surprise you. I think Rihanna's going to surprise you, Steven. And we'll we'll leave it at that and we'll see. I'm going to text you after she You go ahead and do that. I'm going to text you. That's very good. I mean, so the reaction from the Rihanna fans was much like the studio audience there on Twitter. Just absolutely destroying him left and right. And then after all of that Rihanna praise that he gave there, he ended up issuing an apology. I mean, it's a three-minute apology, so we're not going to play the whole thing. I know Al has a, a little bit of it, but he ended up issuing a legitimate why? I mean, I, he, apology. Well, he created a firestorm by comparing her to Beyonce, you know, kind of like what he does, you know, on, on his show on ESPN. It's, so they, they argue back and forth about athletes and coaches and teams and all this other nonsense. He brought that same tact to this situation here, and I, 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 he startled the people in the audience, it sounded like, sounded like but... He he was praising Beyonce and Rihanna. He was he was say he was praising both of them. He just said that he liked Beyonce better. Just like you'd say, hey, you know this quarterback is very good, but he's not. You know, I like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's very good, but he's not Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Right? right exactly. Like, no, you're like, oh, oh, come on. You know, it's uh, it's amazing though. It's absolutely amazing. It, he's like, I have to choose my words more careful. Why? Is what he said. That's what he said. This apology. Do you have a little bit of that apology? Let's listen to it. Just a. Uh, smidge of it. I just got out of a first take and I saw some headline that's circulating all over the place about my quote that Rihanna ain't Beyonce. See, you know, I'm going to own it. I know what y'all trying to do, but I'm going to own it because I get paid to speak for a living, so I need to be more careful. I want Rihanna to know you're a superstar. You're sensational. You're spectacular. You're no joke. Turn off, turn off, turn off. Turn off. <laughs> what world are we living in? Where he needs to apologize for that. He could you know not. why? You know why? Because people take his words and then they they manufacture something else out of it. Like it's some sort of insult or disrespect towards Rihanna that she's not Beyonce. I mean, I, I don't. What? It's it's and he did, look. He knows how to start a fire. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did, and he knew what he was doing. But why didn't he just own it? Like, why would he care? Like, to me, it's like, hey, he went on there, he, he threw the grenade, he saw the explosion, and just sit back and smile. <laughs> like, that's what he does, and Skip Bayless does, all these other guys do, is sit back and smile and watch it happen. doesn't really matter. Like, why did he feel the need with this to go out there and apologize to Rihanna? Remember when I when I said that, you know, Zach, uh, Mac Jones is a little douchey on the field? Yeah. And I don't like his attitude on the field. Yeah, you know, that was all over the place. Sure, I'm not walking that back. Sure, I mean, not. I, I, and, but I did have to clarify that I wasn't calling him as a human being a douche. I'm just saying his actions on the field were douchey. Right, makes yeah, sense. I, so, but people get involved, and headlines get written, and everybody reacts because, like Al, nobody reads the body of the content uh, <laughs> of the uh, the article or understand the context of how it's delivered. Right, but like, but in this case. We heard how it was delivered. But, like, the word you use, douchey, of course, has a connotation. Stephen A. Smith said nothing of the sort about Rihanna. Like, he didn't say, you know, she's acting, she's bitchy. 
You know what I'm saying? They like, didn't say anything like that. Just said, she's not Beyonce. I like Beyonce better. And she's great. And she's phenomenal. I'm going to support her and everything. I just happen to like Beyonce. So everybody has to like Rihanna more than everybody else now because she's doing the Super Bowl. You're but not allowed to have an opinion on it. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah? Like, why would he even do that? Like, why not just celebrate Rihanna for in that, especially because in that audience? Because that's what he does. No, I know. But in, in that, you have Stephen A. Smith on. He's going to do that. Like, what is interesting about Stephen A. Smith if he's not doing something like this? All right. So here's the deal. So he's obviously sports, and, and that's where he makes his money. That's where... He, you know, is is created this thing around himself, but now all of a sudden, I guess he must be pushing a book. Is that why he's doing these interviews? I don't know. Yeah, I, think I saw him on Fox News doing an interview with Sean Hannity. Oh wow! Maybe he's going to do a podcast on Odyssey too, and then you know everything else. Well, he does, and he gets paid handsomely for it. Yeah, right. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> but you know what would have been the ultimate troll job for Stephen A. Smith if he did that same thing? He goes, Rihanna's a lot of things. She's spectacular. She's awesome. She's congratulations on new motherhood. But there's one thing she's not. She ain't Taylor Swift. (laughs) Now, you want to talk about... You want to talk about reaction. That audience would have stormed the stage (laughs) and taken him out. You know it and I know it. Oh, that would have been phenomenal. You know what she ain't? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> God. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we talk about Hannah Montana, folks. <laughs> That's what we talk. We talk about party in the USA. What are we talking about? What are Y'all we not patriotic? <laughs> I mean, just phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, apologizing was stupid, but that was really entertaining me yesterday watching all those clips. It was awesome. And that was brilliant, by the way, what he did. I just wish he would have stood by it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.